you found this podcast because you're a mom who wants to disrupt what is expected of you. You're passion-focused, purpose-driven, and ready to break through to your own version of success and finally build a life and business that is totally on your own terms and led from your inner guidance system. You're not interested in replicating what someone else told you was successful. You're 100% ready to design your own reality in life and business, and you're here for it, all of it. I see you, I hear you, I am you. So let's get started in turning our dreams into bite-sized actionable steps to launch forward toward our dreamy, soulful, fulfilling, and joyful lives and businesses. Welcome to the Moms with a Purpose show. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Moms with a Purpose show. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good as well. It's Friday and it's actually a warmer day where I am for once. So that's pretty nice. (laughs) That's awesome. It's the opposite here. It's like overcast and I'm in California. So it's like, where'd the sun go? (laughs) Yeah, you guys are definitely used to your sunshine over there. (laughs) So can you tell us, Michelle, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm super excited to chat with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your family? Tell us all of the, how many kids do you have? What's one thing you love doing together as a family? Just give us the details on uh, what is going on in your life and your background. Yeah, so I am a wife. I am a mom of three. My oldest is actually my stepson, so I'm a stepmom and a mom. And they are 11, five, and one and a half. So they're all over the place uh, in terms of developmental stages. (laughs) Uh, I live in California, like I said, by San Francisco. And I am also a life and marriage coach for moms. So what does that mean? That means that I support moms in shifting conflict with their husbands into open communication and deep connection because once you have kids, whew, that does a number on your marriage. You you tend to have tunnel vision with the kids. All of a sudden, you find yourself like just at each other's throats, you and your husband, because you're not spending much time with each other, because you're not prioritizing the connection and communication falls by the wayside. And things start to become like, they, they start to come to light of the issues that you might have kind of ignored before having kids that are exacerbated because you're tired, you just don't have as much capacity to be as understanding, or maybe you might not even look like let things go as easily as you did before. And so I I firmly believe that moms get to enjoy their life as a woman, as a wife, and as a mom all at the same dang time. And we don't have to choose. We don't have to live that life of self-sacrifice like our parents did in the generations before that. I really believe that this is a time for us to really be like, who am I? What makes me me? And let that drive the direction and how you like create and curate your life experiences. Because 
that's when we feel our best. That's when we're like, I feel like an awesome mom. I'm patient today. I'm fun. I'm loving. And you can't have that when you don't take care of yourself. So that's a little bit about me. I love that. Yes, that definitely completely aligns with the message that I talk about so much on this show. So I I just, I love that you sort of took those life experiences and turned it into something you're passionate about. And now you're helping other moms figure out the same thing. So that is just so exciting and just shows moms that you can really, you can take your passions and turn them into a business too. Yes, absolutely. So was there anything in particular that sort of sparked your interest in the type of coaching you're doing, like sort of marriage and relationship coaching in particular, (laughs) or is there like a story behind that or anything you want to share? Yeah, there's definitely a story in that it didn't make sense to me when I started, but then looking back, it makes so much sense. I kind of stumbled into it, actually. I used to work in corporate for many years as human resources, as a project manager and whatnot. And after I had my first biological son, I had every intention of going back to work, but then realized I'm not going back to work. Like the universe was sending me all kinds of videos of like childcare providers who were like abusing the kids. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. nope, not happening. And so I was fumbling my way through trying to figure out how can I make money to support our family because I live in the Bay Area. So it's like really expensive Mm -hmm. to live here. And we couldn't just rely on my husband's income. And so trying a bunch of stuff, I realized, you know, it's time to find my purpose. Like, what is the reason why I'm here on this earth? And after talking to some close friends, I realized that I should look into life coaching, which I had never heard of ever. I'd never even like knew anyone that was a life coach. I had no idea what they did. I thought that you had to have it all together to be a life coach. And once I read more up on it, I realized, wow, that's kind of what I already try and do anyway, probably in a less skilled way. Um, And so like I call myself the queen of questions. I'm very curious about people. I love learning about people. I love helping them see patterns and noticing things so that they can then make better decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I got trained to be a life coach, worked with a master coach for six months and was on my way. And you know, fun fact, I started out as a family coach for women because I felt like I had experienced a lot of like different family dynamics that I've had to work through, you know, from my own parents to siblings to in-laws and co-parenting and all that, you know, and kids and and your marriage. And after I started like talking about that stuff, I I noticed I started gravitating towards marriage. I had a lot to say about marriage and looking back, it makes so much sense because of my parents' marriage and the habits that I learned from them that essentially harmed my experience in my relationships because I took on like the not so healthy communication style, the lack of Mm -hmm. personal responsibility, the lack of taking care of myself and really blaming others for my unhappiness. And it just makes so much sense because every relationship I had, it ended the same way. And I experienced the same struggles. Didn't matter who I was with. I always experienced the same thing. And so 
it was at that point I was like, oh, wow, I have some some work to do on myself, right? Maybe it wasn't them. Maybe it was me. And it was at that point that like, that was like the pivotal moment. It's like, oh, gosh, wow. I need to do some work on myself. I need to learn about myself, become more self-aware. I need to work on my communication skills. And so it was from that point on where I was like, that's why I have so much to say about this. And, you know, just my personal experience when I first had, you know, when I first got thrown into, it was a choice, but I got thrown into being a mom as a stepmom, right, right away. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to be like this perfect mother figure. I can't go out <laughs> drinking anymore. I can't go clubbing. I can't go do these things that all my friends are still doing because that's what people do in that age, right? Like I was in my mid twenties, I was not ready to settle down. And I lost myself in the process of doing that because I wanted to be this like ideal figure for this boy, you know, my son. And then fast forward, had my, my first biological son and I lost myself all over again because I had milk production issues and all that stuff. It was stressful. I felt like a cow, like a milk factory and didn't even brush my hair, didn't care about what I wore, didn't do anything to take care of myself that was unrelated to supporting my son. And then I noticed like my husband and I were fighting a lot. We weren't spending any time together. I got mad at him all the time. Like mm -hmm. every little thing was a problem. And I realized I don't want this. Why did we have kids if this is what's going to happen? And so I really had to just like stop and think like, what do I need? And how do I become that person that I desire to be? This is not how I yeah. saw for myself. This is not what I envision when we're like standing up at the, well, I get married at altar, but you know, standing at the altar and say, I do like, this is not what I imagined where we would feel disconnected, where communication felt hard and we didn't feel like a team. And I just felt resentful and bitter and unsupported. Like, but that's not the man that I married. So what's going on here? So I went through my own personal transformation and now I get to support women in doing the same for them, right? Like I get to help them come to realize what they can do to step into their own power that they unconsciously gave away so that they can live more intentionally and experience life how they want to experience it. Not like on autopilot, not reacting all the time and feeling like, who is this like ugly version of myself that I've become, but rather, oh, something's not right. Let's take a step back. Let's zoom out. What are some simple changes that I can make along the way to get back to where I thought we mm -hmm. would be? So that's, that's my story. I love that. And it's so important, I think, for women to realize. First of all, I love that you said the part about like stepping back into your own power. That's something that comes up a lot for me as I'm sort of building out my business and messaging and even in my personal life too. Like I think that's so important for women to realize that you can and you have power to control your own path and your own like path forward in life. And if you're totally unhappy in a place, you do have the power to change that. You have the power to, you have the power to take it back over 
and sort of say, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I need to do something to change it. So I think that's just so important for women to realize that. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like if, if I had to sum up anything that I do, that would be it, right? We have so much more power over our experience of life than we give ourselves credit for, right? And, and the thing that I love to remind people is like, life is not happening to you. We often take this like victim mentality, like you did this to me, that person did that to me. Like, no, no, they might've done something, but how you interpret and how you react and respond, that's you, that's your lens. So if you're, if you don't like something, take a second process it, figure out, okay, well, I didn't like that. So this is a sign that something needs to change. What do I have control over? And then act through that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I think that's a great tip to give moms to take away from this conversation. So transitioning a little bit and talking about you sort of building your business uh, while managing your family life, you know, trying to manage your relationship and have a good relationship with your husband. What are some of the challenges that came up for you that you could share with other moms who are out there trying to do similar things with uh, building businesses or pursuing their biggest goals? Yeah, I mean, this came up really big when I first started my coaching business because it looked very different than working for someone else, especially working for someone else in an office building, <laughs> right? I didn't get a steady paycheck. I didn't, I didn't have benefits. I, I didn't go somewhere and report to someone and have traditional hours. And so without that structure for myself, I found myself just like always working never stopping. I had no boundaries for myself. And not only that, I didn't bring my husband along for the ride. So he truly did not understand what I was doing. And so when I zoomed out, I realized like, oh, it probably looks like I'm just messing around all day on the computer. I'm just like making friends and that's it, right? <laughs> it's so different than going into the office and doing your defined role, like you're following your job description as an entrepreneur, when you start out, you're often it, like you are everyone, you are the salesperson, you are the marketing, you are, um, you know, all your HR, you're like, you're everyone. And so I had a lot of difficult conversations with myself and with my husband to like finally align because it was taking away my focus. It was taking away my presence. It was taking away my energy and again, just like with my marriage, when I had, you know, when I entered into motherhood, I had to be like, why did I do this? I did not start this business to run myself into the ground and burn all my relationships down to the ground. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I was like, nope, this is not happening anymore. I need to build the business in a sustainable way that supports my life because that's the whole point of this anyway. I'm not doing it for the money. Money is nice, sure, and we need money to survive, but why am I really doing this? To be fulfilled, right? To feel like I'm making a difference, doing work that I don't really feel like is work. It's work that I enjoy. 
right? It's it's purpose driven. And so my journey was really about like making sure I stay anchored into why am I doing this and is this supporting my well-being? Because I'm the boss, which means I get to literally say when I work, when things are due, I get to go hire out for help if I need support in doing things that I don't care to do, but needs to be done in the business for it to grow. So making sure that I've got my own back, that's the most important lesson for me. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm over here like furiously shaking my head because I feel the exact same way. We, yeah, I had the corporate path as well. And I would sit in that corporate job some days and just be so miserable and just daydream about, what I wanted to be doing and how I wanted to be in control of my own path and be in control of my own life, of my own career, of my own livelihood. And so once I finally like got there and I I went into the business full time, you do have to you have to ground yourself almost daily just in getting, like you said, getting back to your why and your purpose and why you're even there in the first place. And it's hard Sometimes in my experience, like with everything, you kind of get distracted by different like shiny object syndrome and, oh, this person is sort of is doing this in their business. Maybe I should do that. But then you kind of got to rein yourself in and go, no, 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 no. I, I, that's not what I started out doing. I'm not doing that. It's not aligned with my purpose and my why I have to stick to my purpose and my why. (laughs) Yeah, staying in your own lane. I mean, I agree. I I too have that, you know, squirrel brain where I'm like, oh, that looks cool. But it's like, but that's not me. Yeah. You know, like the business, the clients that I attract want me. They don't want someone else. And so I have to stay true to myself. And maybe I can be inspired by their idea, but I got to still could put that Michelle Perta flair on it, you know? And so, yeah, stay grounded in what's true for me, what's aligned for me makes all of the difference. Otherwise, you're going to be forever chasing and not really owning your own power within your business. Again, back to that power thing, right? Like, it's so important to stay in your own lane. Yeah. And so that is sort of like a perfect transition to talk about human design because you have studied human design, you have knowledge in human design, and you sort of help people figure out their human design. And this is something that I've been seeing a lot lately. Different entrepreneurs are bringing up this human design. I have an idea of what it is, but for people that are listening that have no idea whatsoever what human design is, could you describe it just in a few sentences? Yeah, so human design is not like anything else. It is a self-awareness and energetic alignment tool. And when I say it's not like anything else, I'm saying like it's not self-assessed. It's not like the Enneagram where you're kind of like trying to figure out by taking a quiz, which one's most like me. It's not like Myers-Briggs. It's not like, I don't know, all the other things. It's most closely tied to astrology, okay? In that, it is determined by the exact date, time, and place that you were born. So however the stars and the planets were aligned at that very, very moment, and even 88 days before that, that is your design. And I discovered 
or found mm. human design a few years ago. After that, I was like, wow, my life never made so much more sense until now. Like I've always deeply connected with astrology. I'm an Aries, very textbook Aries, but this took it even further than that, mm -hmm. right? I understood why I do the things that I do, like how I best process information, like what explains like the type of like fluctuating energy level I have, what explains why I'm so easily inspired by things outside of me, but I feel like how come I don't have ideas of my own? Like I thought there was something wrong with me, right? To why I have trouble following a consistent routine. I thought that I was broken. And so this system really helped me accept me for me and embrace the beauty that is me not being like everybody else or like, you know, quote unquote, normal people. And it's just been life changing. Yeah, I love that description. I've been diving more into it lately. And I think it really relates to what you were talking about earlier in this conversation about staying in your lane and doing um, things in your life and business that are aligned with your true self and with your true inner calling. And with all of those things, I really think that you know, discovering what those things are is really going to help moms and women in general move forward a more aligned direction for like their life, for their business, for everything in general in their lives. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's just so much depth to human design. Like I'm still discovering new things in my chart even now. It, that's probably going to be an ongoing process because there's just so, so much. Even who you surround yourself affects how you are, right? We're just talking, we're not only talking about like vibrations, but like energy, right? When yeah. you're around some people who have like, you know, something that you may not have in your chart, you get to leverage that. Yeah. So if you ever notice like, oh, when I'm with that one friend, I feel more energetic and like I got like I can do all of the things or I feel more confident. Like there's a reason for that. And it's so cool, like how we impact each other. I mean, I even use this as a mom. I've looked up all my kids charts, mm -hmm. my husband's charts so that I can optimize how I interact with them so that I can help them see themselves and be that person to facilitate nurturing them to be more them versus the traditional route of like, no, you need to be this one way. Yeah. And so if you're not that one way, I'm going to force you into that mold. Like, is that easier? Yes. But I don't want to like cause any more trauma than I probably already have to my kids when they grow up. It's been just like so revolutionary to my parenting style to be like, ah, that's what's going on. I know it. Like, that's that's exactly how you're meant to be. So how can I shift my perspective on what you're doing so that it's more of an empowered mm -hmm. perspective? And how can I nurture that so that it's still, you know, quote unquote, appropriate or societally appropriate so that you could still be you, but not like, you know, rub people the wrong way too much or get that, you know, criticism that, people may not understand about you, like have that level of self-awareness of your environment and what you can and can't do. 
Yeah, it's definitely, it is a way different way of looking at anything like you said before. It's not like a personality quiz. It's just a totally different way of looking at it. And I, I love it so far. From what I've dived into, I still have so much more to learn about it. But I did look up my husband's and my daughter's um, types as well as mine. And one of the funny things that came out of it actually was that both my daughter and I are generators. So some people might listening might that is, you definitely know what it is because you've studied human design. But my husband's a projector. And one of the things I read is that he his energy gets drained very quickly. So he has to replenish his energy frequently. That's one of his things in his type. So one of the suggestions was that he sleep in bed alone some nights because I give off too much energy. <laughs> I thought that was a really funny like thing like, oh, I give off too much energy as a generator. So he needs his like recharging time. Yes. I mean, I actually recently read that everyone would be better off if they slept alone. And I was like, oh, that's mm. a fascinating uh, suggestion because we've been so conditioned to think if you're in a relationship, like a committed relationship and you live with your partner that you should sleep with them. Otherwise, that means there's something wrong. So it is definitely interesting to honor each person's energy and to cleanse away and not be impacted by your partner's energy, even when you're sleeping. It is a novel idea for sure. And as a projector, yeah, I get why that could be helpful for him for sure, because he probably has a lot of open centers, especially his sacral, which you have defined, which does give off a lot of energy. And so if he's trying to sleep and he's having a hard time sleeping, that might be from you. <laughs> yeah. And recently my six-year-old likes coming into our bed in the middle of the night. So then he has two generators in the bed. <laughs> yeah. So definitely very interesting to just, um, once you start looking into all of it and realizing that you can basically live your life by design. That's how I've like sort of looked at it. Like you can live your life by your design and not have to suffer or change the way you do things according to what, how other people want you to do them sort of. Yeah. I love that human design is really, it's not something to kind of like stuff yourself into a box. Like, okay, this blueprint said that I'm this, so therefore I cannot differ. Yeah. It doesn't take into consideration our life experiences, our conditioning, like, you know, any of yeah. that. And so it is a great way to kind of like put visually and like through written word, like, oh, I am literally born this way. This is the way that I am. And so to be able to just be like, oh my gosh, I feel so seen. And to then have that level of acceptance to then tell people, that's just how I am versus judging yourself. Like, I don't know what that, like, I don't know why I'm like that and feeling like you're flawed in some way. It's like, yeah. no, we're all created differently. And, and thank goodness, because otherwise the world would be really annoying with like a million different versions of me who are exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah and it's so fun to be able to so to true. weave yeah, this into so <laughs> my coaching because I do tend to like have the chart up and running whenever we're doing our coaching calls because if anything 
I just say like, that makes sense. You're taking in someone else's emotions or maybe like, hey, you have a defined emotional solar plexus, which means that it would be really important for you to get to know your experience of emotions so that you can show up in your relationships from a place of feeling empowered and certain instead of like heightened and chaotic and then you regret what you did because you acted out of your emotions instead of waiting for your emotional wave to simmer down and neutralize so it's just really cool to be able to like see how they are designed to be in an aligned way and guide them back to honoring who they are at their core instead of who people have told them they are and should be I love that you're incorporating that into your coaching. That is such a, I think, powerful tool to incorporate because like you said, they're getting like insight into how they were actually designed, their human design. So you're sort of customizing the coaching to their human design. I think that's just brilliant that I love that. Thank you. I mean, that's true manifesting generator form in that I love all the things. So I bring a (laughs) lot of different tools to my coaching. And not only that, but my profile line is one. That means I love to learn. And so whatever I Mm. love to learn, I go really deep into learning. Like I go down the rabbit hole. And so like, (laughs) I've got like my last hole was like NLP, hypnosis, tapping, and time techniques, and then it became human design. It still is human design, but now I'm into like a breath work, a trauma-informed breath work certification. So like, (laughs) I will forever be improving my craft and adding all the tools to really customize the experience for my clients to support them the best way possible. I just love that. And I, I really think that sends a message to moms that are wanting to build their own business Like they don't have to, you don't have to make a cookie cutter business like someone else did. You can go in, you can dive in and do something totally unique and you can bring in all of your life experiences into your business. You can bring in all your learnings, your lifetime learnings and everything that you've brought, have learned up until this point. And you can make something totally, totally unique that you know, you will put out into the world and you'll attract the people that are looking for that exact thing. So. Yeah, I know. I think that's like the, probably the most empowering thing that I've come to accept that it doesn't matter if it's never been done before, because that's literally the point. Yeah. Right. If everyone just did what's already out there, we would still be using rocks and sticks and, you know, like we would not be where we are today. Yeah. (laughs) There would be no innovation. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) For sure. So Michelle, what, if you could name one of the favorite parts of the work you're doing, um, what would it be? I love the moment when my client says, I feel so free now. I feel so free because oftentimes I would say majority of the women that come work with me feel heavy at first, heavy and overwhelmed and hope is dwindling down and they're just like, I don't know what to do. I, I need help. I, I want this relationship to last and I just don't know what else to do. And then to see that light grow and grow and grow and they're like, 
doing it in, in a way that they feel not defeated, but really like, wow, I've never felt more myself and free to be myself, free to decide things for myself instead of putting all this pressure that you may have subconsciously put on yourself and really like feeling aligned and, and letting, letting how you or who you become influence the change that happens in all your relationships because it starts with you. That's my favorite thing is empowering the women. I love that. The way you just said that just speaks to me so deeply. So yeah, that is just very, very powerful. So what is sort of one of the biggest takeaways going back to your business a little bit? What's the biggest takeaway you've learned from starting your own business? And what is something you would tell to a mom? Say a mom is listening out there who maybe is stuck in a place that they feel it is not where they want to be. They know they want to do something different. Maybe they're not sure what their next step is. Uh, What would you tell them? I would say to talk to your friends and ask them what they think you're good at, because sometimes we have a hard time owning that. Like for me, in the beginning of my business, I had a hard time fathoming why people would invest in me to tell them stuff a friend would only to come to learn friends don't talk like I do they side with you (laughs) a lot of times they're like your personal cheerleader but they're not actually helping you grow yeah right they're either adding fuel to the fire or they're just like I'm so sorry and so I would say talk to your friends figure out what they think you're good at yeah, maybe ask them what would you what could you see me doing and and let that kind of inspire you and and do the work yourself too. Like what do you enjoy doing most? What can you talk about nonstop or do nonstop and feel like no like no time has passed but it's been like hours, right? That's when you're in that state of flow and that means that you're onto something. You are doing something that's aligned with you. And kind of just see where it goes. Allow the path to unfold before you. Don't be in such a rush, but at least be intentional about it and start off that that process. Yeah, such great advice. And I think just like taking those baby steps towards uh, what you truly feel like you want to be doing, even if it's just like a tiny step and you take one step per week, it is still a step. So it is, you're still doing something towards your goals, even if you feel like it's not at the pace you might want to be going. Um, That was one of the lessons I really had to learn in, you know, developing my business and transitioning out of corporate world. It's like, as long as you're taking those steps forward, you're making forward progress and you are getting closer to where you want to be. That's right. Yeah, you do have to, I mean, it doesn't matter how small the step, just keep taking the next step. Like, what is the next step? Is it, you know, buying a book to learn about something? Is it going to the library to get a book to learn something? Is it talking to someone who's doing what you're doing to be like, hmm, I wonder if that's something I'm interested in? You know, like, go do anything. Go, like, journal. Just do something to inch your way closer what you desire to do or what you think you may desire to do. 
Yeah, I love that. So Michelle, what inspires you to keep doing what you're doing, to keep helping moms and families thrive in their relationships and in their businesses and lives? What what inspires you to keep going? I just think about all the lives I'm impacting because I really wish that they taught what I teach in school. I wish that I knew this at an early age yeah. because it would have saved me so much heartache, stress, frustration, judgment, criticism, like just self-hatred. Had I known this stuff, right? Had I known how to be self-aware, had I known how to communicate effectively. And I believe that if I help moms do that and set that healthy model of what it looks like to be in love with yourself and have a loving, healthy relationship with your husband, that sets your kids up in the generations to come really nicely, really nicely. And I refuse to believe that just because you're married now doesn't mean that how things are is how it's going to be for the rest of your life. Like if things aren't going well, go do something about it right? Either go seek out resources on your own, come find me and work with me, like do something because you would do the same if you had a physical illness. Your well-being is just as important. It's all connected. Definitely. Yes. I, I, yeah, I love that message. Definitely. I feel like people get sort of uncertain about helping their emotional and their mental well-being opposed to if it is, like you said, a physical illness. But definitely we need to normalize that more and spread that message around because ultimately it is, like you said, just going to help future generations normalize that and know that it's okay to uh, reach out for help in those areas. It's okay to want to improve your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, your in addition to your physical health. So I, I think that's great. And my one of my main purposes and what I say is part of my why is also because of my daughter. So to show her, you know, that exactly she doesn't have to live her life based upon others expectations. You know, she can have her own power and take back do things in her life that are defined by her inner guidance and not anyone else's. So I love that. Yeah. And when we take care of ourselves, we get to be the version of us that we want to be for others. So there's just like the impact is limitless. Yes. It really has a ripple effect, even though you're like, but I'm only doing work on myself, but you're doing work on yourself in service of others too. Yeah, definitely wholeheartedly agree on that. It, it, it does have such a bigger impact than you can even imagine when you're doing the work. So I have just a couple more questions for you just to get to know you a little bit better and then find out what exciting things you're working on in your business and anything you want to share with the listeners. So what is uh, your favorite part of being a mom? I love being silly with them. I, I really do. It's like that moment where we're all laughing together, just dying. Like for me, that looks like quiet laughing because I'm like 
<laughs> it's so funny. I can't even like make a sound and I start crying because I'm like laughing so hard. Like that to me is like <laughs> the ultimate form of connection and it builds such positive memories. So I love being silly with them. That's beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. I love that. Is there something you do every day for yourself in the morning or at night that's sort of like your non-negotiable practice that you have to do every day? So like I said, I'm not a consistent person. And so what I do every day kind of differs on what I feel like, right? Like if you're familiar with human design, I let my sacral lead the way. And so I just create the space to do what I feel like. And then when the time comes, I just check in and like, what, what excites me most? Like, what do I want to do? Do I want to do breath work? Do I want to listen to an audio book while I slowly get myself ready for the day? Do I want to like be present with my matcha latte and really just savor every like every sip of it? Do I want to stare out, like stare out the window and look outside at my beautiful yard with the trees and whatnot? Like, what do I want to do? Like, I literally get to decide and it's the best thing ever. Yeah, that's so funny. I feel like you and I are so much alike in that sense. I, <laughs> I feel the same way. Like I just kind of let my day guide me and we're both Aries too. So maybe that has something to do with it too, with the Aries and human design stuff. But yeah, I love that. Just let your day flow. And as long yeah. to me, as long as you are taking at least five minutes a day to do something that's just for you, it really doesn't matter like at what point you do it or, you know, what you do. It's just as long as you're taking that time for yourself. Absolutely. I mean, that could even look like, you know, listening to your favorite songs while doing dishes. Because that's another way of being present. Like you might dread doing dishes, but like if you're jamming to your favorite songs, like is it as bad anymore? No, <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely it's done like you're that. You're listening to music. Yeah, yeah. It's at that point, it's like no, I'm listening to music. I just so happen to also be doing dishes. Not I'm doing dishes and listening to music. Yeah, for sure. So is there a particular author, expert or podcaster or someone else like that that has particularly influenced you in your life? So many, so, so many. One book that I've recently read is by Rachel Rogers, and I think it's called We Should All Be Millionaires. And I think that's like especially relevant for people who listen to this show. She will give you some hard necessary truths for you. <laughs> so if you have not read that book or listened to that book, you need to get on it right now, like right now. Yeah, I really enjoyed that when I listen on Audible. And I think she also has like this, is it 10k in 10 days or something challenge like something like that? Yeah, so I've definitely I want to do that. I have not jumped into that yet. But she has a ton of good resources. Yeah, she's amazing. Is there anything in your business that you're really excited about? Anything coming up that you're launching? And then give everyone details of how they can come find you and book sessions with you and all of those good things. Yeah. So right now I'm actually excited about a few things. Very Manny Jen of me. I'm all over the place. So <laughs> um, I am starting a podcast. Don't know when it's going to start yet, but stay tuned for that. It's going to be called the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. 
I am also in the midst of fleshing out an idea for a six week live virtual communication experience to help moms learn how to communicate in an empowered way when it comes to arguments with their husband. So I'm really pumped about that. It's going to be very workshop style, like, you know, learn and then apply, ask questions and move along the way, not just like passively sitting there and then leave wondering, what do I do with this? Um, I'm also excited about you know, my, my breathwork certification. So I'm working on that as well, but uh, I do work one-on-one with clients right now. That is my only offering right now. We can either work long-term together, single session. I also do human design readings just because it's fun. And the best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Michelle Perda Coaching. And I think you'll really like being there. So if you do come find me and love what you see, please say hi, give me a follow, give me some love. And my my intention with that account is really to inspire, empower, make you think and be intentional in your marriage so that you can be happy again. We all deserve it. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And I love, love, love that challenge you are hosting. That is, I think that will so positively impact so many people. And the trickle effects of just learning those concepts and practicing them, I think have the power to change people's lives. So that is just amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. I'm, I'm still doing market research right now, so I don't have a date on when it's going to actually launch because I want to make sure I get it right. But I'm really pumped to see who I get to support through that and to watch these women transform before my eyes. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on the podcast today. I had such a great time talking with you. We probably could do a whole another episode just on human design, I'm sure. Probably like a whole series. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a whole series of podcasts on that one. So definitely let's stay in touch. And just thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge with my audience today. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Moms with a Purpose show today. I am so grateful that you've decided to listen to my podcast. I am so excited to continue bringing you valuable content that will help you in your purposeful, passion-filled mom life going forward. So if you enjoyed the content on this episode, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. In addition, I want to invite you to join my Facebook group called Moms with a Purpose. I will leave the link in the show notes, but I would really love for you to join. We touch on all of the topics talked about on this podcast, plus feature free challenges and a chance to meet other purpose-driven moms that are out there doing, following their passions and pursuing their dreams just as you are in their own unique ways. So I would love to see you in the Facebook group. Until next time, have a great week 
And thank you so much for tuning in.